message today that I stole from Bill Johnson. I listened to it three times and I realized I can't preach it the way that he did. But that's where I got it. But the good news is, if you don't like it, it was him. <laughs> and if you enjoy it, you can click on his website, uh, Bill Johnson from Bethel Church in Redding, California. And you can hear his version, which in my, in my, my opinion is going to be better than the one that I have. But he won't have the football illustrations. <clears throat> and so I have a football illustration. <clears throat> and by the way, my voice is strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't be moved by all, all you see here is drugs. You know, no, no, the drugs make you dizzy, the drugs do this and that. And I gotta get off them, but I can't get off them until I see the doctor. And they keep can I had to keep canceling because of one thing and another. And now, but now I've got it all figured out. I'm sending her, the head cardiologist, a gift certificate for $100 from a local restaurant. I'm going to stick it in the mail today. When she gets that, she'll, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I put you in remembrance of these things, Peter said, even though you know them. Yep. Anyway, I recorded a football game last night, a, a university game. And I didn't watch it last night because it didn't come on too late, and it's not what I do on Saturday nights, right? But um, so that I could watch it today when I get home. Problem was, the score popped up this morning. No, but the good news is, it was, the score was so outrageous, I don't have to watch it anyway. But the, 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 the man that I want to talk about, his name is Jim Harbaugh. His brother, John Harbaugh, coaches the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. And Jim and him, they both were in the NFL at one time. Anyway, he left that position. You need to be encouraged by this. He left that position a number of years ago to coach a university team, the Michigan Wolverines. And they didn't do well. Last year... 2020, they lost twice as many games as they won. But then, and, and of course, you know, university wants a winning team, so they were getting ready to fire him. This is why he said, don't fire me right now. He said, cut my wages in half, cut my my players, my not my players, but my, my, my coaching staff, cut our salary in half and give us another year. And when I heard about it, it reminded me of the story Jesus said, don't cut that tree down, let's dig around it one more year, right? Yeah. So so last night, they won the championship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 42 to 3. Oh, yeah. And the, the best team in the league they beat two weeks ago, I watched that game. What's your point in this? The point is, if you hang in there, and you know, you might be thinking, well, half of his salary, what's that? No, no, a half of his salary affects his lifestyle, just like half of your salary would affect yours, right? It's the same thing, just on a bit different level. Anyway, what's, your, what's the point of that? The point is, don't ever give up. Yes. Don't ever. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. Yeah. In football, they have a, a, a the last twenty yards is called the red zone. The reason why I call it the red zone is you can't you can't do things that you could when you had the whole field. It's uptight and it's close. And so 
your whole playbook has to change. And so ours has to change too, but you've got to keep believing that what the devil meant for harm, God's turning for good. You've got to stay in Psalm number two. You can't look at church numbers, which have nationally declined and all that. You can't look at that. I mean, you can, but my Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So keep walking by faith. Amen. So today I'm going to, I'll get you to turn into a few openings. We're going to go to, um, where are we going to go first? We're going to go to Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Then we're going to go to Romans chapter 14. You don't need to turn to all those. But but the message is about food. You know, a bunch of chapters that he wrote about food, but they're not about food. You see, when, when you read your Bible, there's what you read on the surface. There's four stages of reading in the Bible. The last one is called Sowed, where Paul said, I show you a mystery. So what you read on the surface in the natural, there's a, a deeper spiritual meaning to this. And so we're going to look at the deeper spiritual meaning today. In chapter 4 and verse 1. Now again, it's not about food. You think it's about food, but it's not about food. And again, they, you know, Paul used those illustrations back in that day because your neighbor might have sacrificed a goat to an idol. And your neighbors probably don't do that. I don't think Justin shot a 150-pound buck here the other day, and he took it over to Brothers to get some pepperoni made or sausage made, but he, he's not going to offer that up to idols. So if he invites you over to get some... <laughs> <laughs> now what I mean is the culture has completely changed from the day that Paul was writing these letters but the message is the same so in chapter 4 and verse 1 it says now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared. Now you need to look at that seared because searing is what we do to a steak to keep the juice in. You heat it up real good and you do one side and then you flip it over within a minute to sear the other side before you cook it and it keeps all the juice in. But when you sear your conscience, it doesn't let, let God get in. And God, God's not your conscience. It's your own conscience. But God writes on your conscience like you'd write on a piece of paper. So, so, but if your conscience is seared, nothing gets in, right? How many of you know? <laughs> no, people like that. <laughs> oh, yes, okay. You just have a seared conscience. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from food, which God created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Look at this. For every creature, every creature of God is good, nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving, but for it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. So that tells me, it's like in Acts chapter 10. 
when when Paul the Apostle was on the roof over in at, at over in uh, Joppa, over in um, what's the capital city there today? He was over in Tel Aviv, and he was sitting there on the roof, and he was praying. But the Bible says he got hungry. How many of you know? Sometimes when you pray, you'll get hungry. <laughs> Probably five minutes after you start praying, you'll get hungry. Something in the fridge will talk to you. No, it's kind of like watching TV online, watching the services online. You, you plan on paying attention, but then five minutes into it, you think, mm-hmm. something in the fridge begins to talk to you. And then you get up, and then you're still listening, but you're only half paying attention. Nobody's ever done that here. Okay. <laughs> But but he lowered that. It was kind of like a stork carrying a sheet with four corners on it. He dropped it down in front of Peter. He said, arise and eat. And there was all kinds of what we would call unclean in the Old Testament animals. And But here's what God said. Don't you ever say what I have cleansed. Don't you make it common or unclean. He's cleansed me. He's cleansed you. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no, but it's kind of like, like what I just said about my son. Like I would defend him to the death. I mean, just bring it on. I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> no, but, 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 but here's, here's what my take on that is God would do the same for you. Amen. He's your father. He loves you and he, and he already gave his life for you. Yeah. Then he said, he that gave his life, Romans chapter 8, 31, how much more shall he freely, freely, without cause, without condition, freely give you all things. All things are yours right now. Hallelujah. But it's sanctified by the word of God and by prayer, he said in verse 5. So, in other words, whatever I eat, if I pray and thank God for it, it's sanctified. By the word of God in prayer, it's lobster season right now, as a matter of fact. No, some people want to live in the Old Testament. Go ahead, bring me, bring the lobster to me. Okay. Now we'll go to uh, Corinthians chapter 10. And we'll pick it up in verse uh, 26. For the earth is the Lord's, doesn't belong to the devil. Now, he's the God of this cosmos, the God of this world system. But Psalm 24 says, it's the Lord's. And then because of that, Romans 8, 17 says, I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus, so it belongs to me also. Amen. Amen. It's mine. All things are yours, he said, so lay claim to it. If any of you that believe... Wait now, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, I'm not. If it, yeah, let's go back to um, verse uh, 23. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient or all things are profitable for me. All things are lawful for me, but all things don't edify me. For no man seeks his own. But here, here's a key verse too. For no man seeks his own, but every man another's work. Is this kind of like if you see pride as a stick, 
On one end is arrogance, and on the other end is inferiority. But in the middle is I, P-R-I-D-E. And that's whenever, it's, whenever you're having a problem, it's I trouble. You know, when you stop focusing on you, your whole world will get better. Amen. So this is what he's saying here. He's saying it's it's not about it's not about well verse twenty twenty four. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles or in the marketplace, eat without a question for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of you if any that believe not invite you to a feast and you are disposed to go, whatever they put before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake. But it's not about your conscience. Verse 28, but if any man says unto you, this has been offered as a sacrifice unto idols, eat it not for the sake of the, he that showed it, and for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's in the fullness of thereof. Verse 29, conscience I say, not your own, but of the other. For why should my liberty judge by another man's conscience? What's he saying here? He's saying in Matthew, in Matthew eleven twenty, he says about Jesus, a smoking candle he won't quench. You know, he, he won't put the fire out in anybody. And I need to be, so it's my responsibility to make sure that I don't put the fire out in you. Yes. If I walk by you too fast and blow out the fire, God says it's my, it's, it's, I'm, I, what he's saying here is you are the steward of someone else's conscience, yeah. not your own. And so what you do, you do that, to affect others in a positive way. And maybe their conscience is just that flicker um, not a flame anymore. Maybe their faith is weak and they're barely making it. And so it's my job to make sure that I live properly in front of them, that I don't quench the little flicker that they have left. I mean, the Lord won't deal, deal, hurt the flicker, neither will I. So he says here, Conscience I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty... In other words, I can, like, I, we just read in Timothy chapter 4 that everything that I eat is sanctified by the Lord of God, the Word of God in prayer. But, but when I'm with company that doesn't feel like that, believe like that, I, I'm not to push my, my ideals on them. I'm to, I'm to uh, cooperate. I'm, I'm not to quench what they're doing. For if I by grace of partaker, why am I evil spoken of? For that which is which I give thanks, whether therefore I eat or drink or whatever I do, I do it all to the glory of God, and I give nobody offense. So, with that in mind, we can go to Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter um, fourteen. We used to use it this these couple of these verses to torture vegetarians, but. It's it's really not about that. <laughs> he said, verse 1, He that is weak in faith, receive, 
not with dodo disputing. For one believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs. Let him that eats not despise him that does not eat, and let him that eats not judge him that for which God has received. Uh, he that gets the vaccine shall not judge the one that didn't get the vaccine. He that wears the mask doesn't judge the one that doesn't wear the mask. He that doesn't wear the mask doesn't judge the one that wears the mask. He that gets the vaccine doesn't judge the one that doesn't, but he that doesn't get it stops judging the one that does. Amen to that. Verse 4, who are you to judge another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Yes, he shall be, hold on, for God is able to make him stand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Verse 14, I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there's nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteems anything unclean, it's unclean. But the deal is to stop fighting about it in the church. Yeah. The deal is to humble yourself and not put out somebody else's wick. Amen. Because you're right. Listen, let me tell you something about entitlement. It came from the devil. It really came from the devil. You know, he he saw the glory of God and then he saw his own glory and diminished the glory of God. And one of the three archangels, he decided he was going to take over heaven because he saw his own, he saw his own rights and neglected his responsibilities. You can never let your rights override your responsibilities. Your responsibilities come first and then you, no, we don't get to demand our rights in the kingdom of God. You might get it in a, in a, in a, democracy like Canada, you know, you can get to vote for somebody that you like, somebody that will benefit you and not for the greater good of the nation, right? But so even that is a selfish act. But we're, we're to be responsible. Amen. Don't, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. So, you know, but if somebody esteems it unclean, to him it's unclean. But don't, don't fight over it. But if your brother is grieved with your meat, it, it, don't walk out of love. Don't destroy him that with your meat. I've seen that in this local church, not in that church abroad, but in this church. Some people are mad because... People wear a mask and other people are mad because you're not wearing a mask. Let me tell you something. It's none of your business. What your business is, is to love your brother and your sister and not quench their faith. Maybe they've got just, a, just enough faith to keep them going. And then you come along and uh, posture yourself in a position that was never meant to be. But again, like I said to my son, my actions indicate the condition of my heart. Yeah. So if I'm acting arrogantly, I know that I'm in pride. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Hallelujah, Bill Johnson. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> And again, the I in pride is where the, the trouble begins. I trouble. I need to be concerned about how I'm affecting you. Yes. 
not how how yes. it's affecting me. Yes. I mean, we put out a letter there a couple of weeks ago, wear a mask. I hate them. I don't believe in them. But I wore one into the service today. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to offend the people yeah. that, that, that do. It's, it's not complicated, people. It's called loving one another. You know, loving one another, in the Hebrew, one of the words that they use is uh, perichoriogos. And choreogos is the choir. And peri is mean what concerns the choir. And when you have a choir and everybody's singing in harmony, it's a beautiful thing. But when you have a church or a choir where people are squawking about this and squawking about that, and if that's you and you stayed home today, this is for you too. Amen. We love you. Yeah, we do. No, we do. But, you know, respect our respect what we do. We respect what you do. Let's not fight over this. Why? Because the, thing, the kingdom of God, verse 17, is not meat nor drink. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But here's the deal. If my activities don't produce joy, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, I'm just as religious as the next guy. If my activities do not produce peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, I'm religious. If my actions do not produce peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, I'm religious. Hallelujah. People call me up at home and tell me off. Let me just say this. That's my private number, and you're blessed to have it. (laughs) Blame the pastor. I understand. Moses got that figured out, you know. Let's stone Moses. They weren't mad at Moses. They were mad at God. They were rebellious against God, but they used Moses as their scapegoat. I realize not everybody likes me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> You'd like for everybody to care about you, but let me just tell you this. After 30 years of pastoring, they don't. I remember Ed Dufresne coming in my office one time when he was visiting. And uh, him and Nancy were here at the church for a while. And anyway, Ed came in and he said, uh, he said, when I was in Indiana, he said, I stopped at Lester Summerall's church, the big church and all the TV stations that he, that he started and everything. He said, I went out to his gravesite and he said, I had to pull up the weeds he said, let me, let me tell you something, Gary. When you're gone, you're forgotten, man. I said, oh, thanks for the encouragement, Ed. <laughs> but I understand, I think that's a gift from God, too. You know, you can't spend, you know, any more than 30 days a morning. That's what God gave the, the crew for moaning Moses. And then he said, come on, get out of here. You've, you've hung around here long enough. You can't live in the past. So it's a gift. It's a gift. Speaking of gift, uh, Jordy, I've been thinking about Tiffany and and uh, the struggles that she's had over the past couple of years. I'd like to brag on you for a moment, is that okay? I have never met a young man like you in my life. 
you know, Justin and Jenna could probably say the same thing. You were the perfect one. You're the holy one. You're the anointed one. The golden boy. But you know what you, you know, when I see you, when I see you in your character, when I see you down in Digby helping Roy Berto, when you've got a family at home, when you've got a wife that's struggling with health issues, and one thing after another thing, it's been going on for a couple of years, and now she needs a hip operation, which is going to put her in crutches for three months. Crutches for three months is okay, unless you've got little... Yeah. And then, and then you've got a man that's working every hour of the day, and so... I salute you. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say. I really feel like I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah. No, but it's true. He does it incognito, too. There's no, you don't hear any trumpets blowing or anything. It's just behind the scenes trying not to draw attention to himself. And so I believe today, and I ask you to believe with me, that Tiffany's going to come out better than ever, that her, her everything that was stolen is going to be restored in Jesus' name, and she'll stand up here and preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So again, verse, verse 17, we could say what I said about Joey. My outward actions are going to indicate the condition of my heart. And so if I'm producing peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, I'm okay. But if I'm producing strife and confusion, I can, I'm just a religious guy. That's why he said it's not meat nor drink. He said it's nothing in the natural. It's how, what is the condition of your heart? Is your heart condition you want to love and care about others? Is your, or is your, your attitude, well, I'm not going to do this because I'm not going to do that because... No, you're a steward, even your finances. You're a steward over his money. Yeah. You know, so. Anyway, let's read on here before. We... Verse 18. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. What? You mean if I operate in peace and joy, I'll be acceptable to God and men? Yeah, but if, but if I'm just religious... If I'm into the meat and the drink, the ritual of things, it's not going to happen. Verse 19, let us therefore follow after things. Come on, listen to this. Follow after things that produce peace, not things that produce strife and confusion and every other evil work. That's what he said to James. You know, he said to James, he said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And, and then he said, and he said it again in Peter 5, 5. Humble yourself under the hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. How? By casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So if I'm taking the care of things, I had the care of things on Friday, on Thursday. You can ask Pastor Paul. Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Paul. <laughs> he had to talk me down from the ledge. I was standing on the edge of my desk. I was going to do, do myself in. <laughs> No, Pastor, you can't do that. <laughs> no, it was multiple phone calls on that day, and it, they weren't they weren't good. But but you know you can say, but that's that's what we're supposed. I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to listen and let people vent. I just don't always appreciate it. 
No, no, my response on Thursday was I'm thinking, you know, Silas, just Silas, Judas had the best pastor, the best leader, the best teacher that the world has ever seen, the best church, you know, disciples 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he failed because he refused to change. Yeah. Refused to humble himself, and it cost him his life. He's in hell right now thinking, I'm thinking, and I guarantee you this is what he's thinking after 2,000 years, the same thought, I sold him for 30 pieces of silver. What torture that must be. Yeah. Odor darkness, if you don't believe in hell, odor darkness where there's weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. That doesn't sound like a party to me. People saying, I want to go to hell, that's where all my friends are. Odor darkness where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth so you can hear other screams. Yippee. Don't sign me up in Jesus' name. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and that edify one another. Come on, to edify another, to edify another, to build up, uh, to build up Marie LeBlanc, to, to build people up. Yeah, <laughs> she said, I like that. <laughs> For food don't destroy the work of God. All things are indeed pure, but it is evil for that man who eats with offense. Like we had one woman in our church that Pastor Paul and I just tortured her almost to life. You know, bacon rules and all of that. <laughs> we were doing it in love, but I always thought that this verse, uh, this verse in chapter, in chapter Romans chapter 14, he that is weak in faith, that that because you eat veggies and not meat, that you're weak in faith. But that's really not what he's comparing. He's comparing one person is operating on this level, another person is on that level, and don't you do anything to hurt or destroy them. That's why he said in verse 21, it, it's good neither to eat flesh nor drink wine nor anything whereby your brother stumbles, is offended or made weak. That's why we love the people that have been vac vaccinated. We love the people that weren't vaccinated. We love the people that wear masks. We love the people that don't wear masks. And do what brings you peace. And don't let me or anybody else put out your candle. Amen. Verse 22. Hey, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he that condemns not himself in the thing which he allows. And then the verse 23, which is really, you know, Corinthians chapter 13, it says, these three abide, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But here's another verse that goes right with it. Verse 23, he that dotes is damned if he eats, because he eats not in faith. Look at this, for whatever is, listen to this now, for whatever, whatever is not of faith, is what does the Bible say? Is sin is missed in America. Whatever is not of faith, it's sin. So I'm going to stop with that, but I just encourage you, don't let vaccination, non-vaccination, mask, no mask. I've had people call me up and say, I'm not coming to the church because I have to wear a mask. Well, I see people in here today that aren't wearing the mask, but I'm saying, don't you be religious. It's not meat nor drink. 
It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So coming here, your job coming in this church is to bring peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if you're not bringing peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, I would just like to say publicly, you're just religious. I, I can say that because God said it first, and then Bill Johnson. <laughs> so I encourage you, if you didn't like this message, please hear it again. Go to Bethel dot com and go to Bill Johnson and look up uh, food, COVID, and other things. <laughs> go watch it, and and we'll all be blessed together. I love you. Uh, I do. I just want a choir. You can't have squawking in a choir. Peri choreogos. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like you. I don't like you. Well, the truth is. When you feel like that, it's because you don't like you. If you if you learn how to do what God said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor and yourself, or as yourself, if you learn how to love yourself, you, we'd all be better off. Just learn to love yourself, and to remember that you, you know that it, it's not about your rights; it's it's about your responsibilities. Lots and lots of talk about I demand my rights. And even when we get in the Word of God and we find promises, those are our rights. Yeah, but our responsibilities overshadow our rights all the time. All the time. Amen. Praise God. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.